negotiated cash bed cattle prices gained last week, while calf and feeder prices appear ready to move higher. Restaurants are gaining post-pandemic ground. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents, Wes Ishmore. Hello and welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 4th of January. Sponsored by Calf News, I'm Wes Ishmael. Cattle markets ended the old year on a positive note and appear ready to extend gains as the new year progresses. Negotiated cash-fed cattle prices gained last week amid holiday light and trade. Live prices were $2 higher in Nebraska at $140 hundredweight. $3 higher in the Southern Plains at $138 and $5 higher in the Western Corn Belt at $140. Dress prices of $220 to $222 were $3 to $4 higher in Nebraska and $3 to $5 higher in the Western Corn Belt. The five area direct average steer price last week of $139.59 a hundredweight on a live basis was $3.95 higher than the previous week. The average steer price on the beef was $3.58 higher at $220.89. Year-to-date estimated total cattle slaughter through December 27th was 32.66 million head, according to USDA. That was 958,000 head more, or 3% more than a year earlier. Total estimated beef production of 27.05 billion pounds with 694.4 million pounds more, or 2.6% more. Live cattle futures closed an average of 75 cents higher week to week on Monday, except for 35 cents lower in spot Feb, and not counting newly minted away June. Those prices were helped along by wholesale beef prices turning the corner higher. Choice box beef cutout value was $1.55 higher week to week on Monday, at $266.03 a hundredweight, select was $4.72 higher at two fifty eight ninety. As mentioned at the outset, this week's price point comes to you courtesy of CAF News. Since 1964, CAF News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues, along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue at calfnews.net. You'll find everything from cattle handling tips to an examination of the ongoing challenges faced by ranchers on the Mexican border, to a reflection on grilling from the history guy, to a profile of Matthew Bones Hooks, a pioneering black cowboy and civic leader who was recently inducted into the National Cowboy Hall of Fame. And you'll find lots, lots more. Take a look. With most auctions and direct trade shuttered for the last two weeks, calf and feeder cattle price trends have been non-existent, but the arrow signs point higher. For instance, the CME feeder cattle index was $6.21 higher week-to-week on Friday at $165.35. Although traded lightly last week, feeder cattle futures closed an average of $3.70 higher week-to-week on Monday, from $1.85 higher at the back to $6.25 higher toward the front. Part of that stemmed from corn futures losing some steam, 
closing an average of 18.6 cents lower through the front six contracts week to week on Monday. To start the week, auction prices were mixed but mainly higher for calves based on the Monday auctions monitored by CattleCurrent. As an example, compared to two weeks earlier, through mid-session, feeder steers were trading 3 to $8 higher at Joplin Regional Stockyards in Missouri, which included a yearling special. There were instances of $10 higher for some five-weight steers. Feeder heifers were trading steady. There was an estimated 10,000 head on offer. And at Oklahoma National Stockyards, where there were 9,000 head on offer, feeder steers and heifers sold steady to $3 lower, but steer calves sold 3 to $6 higher, and heifer calves sold steady to $4 higher. Matthew Dearson, Risk and Business Management Specialist at South Dakota State University, provides some perspective on recent prices in the latest issue of In the Cattle Markets. During December, he notes, the price for 500 to 600 pound steers in South Dakota averaged above $190 a hundredweight for a couple of weeks, a level last observed in early 2016. Given the fact that calf value ultimately depends on expectations of their finished value, that certainly bodes well. According to Dearson, the Livestock Marketing Information Center is projecting fed cattle prices higher this year than last and higher yet in 2023. On the other side of the equation, Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University, stresses the need to focus on feed cost management in order to capitalize on the optimistic revenue outlook. In part, Peel explains in his weekly market comments, marketing forage involves considering cattle production and marketing alternatives that represent higher value for forage. For cow-calf producers, he notes that includes considerations for marketing calves at weaning or retaining calves for backgrounding and stalker production, as well as the marketing of cull breeding animals. With all that in mind, Peel says, the market environment this year may provide more possibilities, with reduced cattle numbers favoring wean calf production and marketing, yet at the same time, higher grain prices and elevated feedlot cost of gain increasing the value of adding forage-based weight gain on feeder cattle. Bottom line, Peel says producers will have more options and potential to add value this year, and planning now can improve returns to cattle and forage production later. For all the COVID wonderment, some aspects of the U.S. restaurant industry are beginning to improve, according to the MPD group, David Portalatin, NPD Food Industry Advisor, explains the increased mobility this fall contributed to year-over-year gains at key restaurant day parts, although visits are not fully back to pre-pandemic levels. In the last three months, ending in November, online and physical visits to restaurants for breakfast increased by 11% compared to a 10% decline during the same period a year ago. From a pre-pandemic view, breakfast traffic is now at the same level as the September through November period in 2019. Morning snack visits improved 6% over the last three months, compared to a 7% decline last year and a 1% decline for the same period in 2019. Lunch improved by 4% in the reported period compared to a year ago, when visits were down by 11%, but they're still 7% below pre-pandemic levels, 
according to NPD's continual tracking of the U.S. food service industry. According to Port Latin, we're in a steady state for the next several months, perhaps with a bump up or down here and there, but we expect to lag pre-pandemic traffic levels through 2022 slightly. On a related note, restaurant customers can expect to see health taking center stage on restaurant menus this year, according to the National Restaurant Association's recent annual What's Hot culinary forecast. It details topics, trends, and products expected to drive restaurant menus in the coming year across a variety of categories. For instance, after demand for comfort food surged during the height of the pandemic, consumers are refocusing on what are perceived to be better-for-you options, according to the Restaurant Association. Moreover, those folks say, sustainability will continue to influence menus and how restaurants make decisions across the board. From reusable and recyclable packaging to zero-waste options, restaurants are continuing to prioritize sustainable initiatives. And that's your CAF News Price Point for the 4th of January. This is Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.